Good afternoon, folks. It's Lowe's Logic. The way I see the world and the way I believe it sees me. Coming to you live from Washington, D.C. Today is Saturday, October the 15th. It's approximately 2.45 p.m. I want to talk to you today about something that is near and dear to my heart. It's a subject that has uh, much attention around the country and in public health circles. I want to talk to you about health disparities. How is it that people of color and other poor peoples seem to fare worse than others within our society? Now, I'll go even a little deeper as I get into the topic, but what I want to also deal with is we now have evidence that money and education does not necessarily mean that African Americans will fare better in the healthcare delivery system. So simply put, we now know that middle class educated African American women and the most recent exa example that hit the media was uh, Serena Williams had a near fatal outcome uh, from her pregnancy, the delivery of her baby, Olympia. And so what do we learn from that? When we look at the data across the board, middle class African American and other women of color seem to fare bare, worse than their counterparts. So let's get into it. What is the origin of health disparities in people of color and poor people? You know, I want to start off by saying that you know, I recognize that health disparities are not unique to people of color, but what we know is people of color tend to fare worse than their counterparts of equal education and socioeconomic status by virtue of those measures. We do know that enslaved people came to this country and they were treated like property. With that, the earliest example of the disparity was seen when these people were worked in the hot sun for long periods of time with little water and little food and basically treated like property and then what we learned from that period of time is that there were examples in history cited that you know you have a american physician samuel cartwright who came up with the hypothesis that when an enslaved person sought their freedom through fleeing their captors that they somehow had a mental condition called drapetomania. No folks, I'm not making this up. There was an, a physician in this country who believed that if a slave wanted to run away there had to be something mentally wrong with him because his conditions in slavery were far better than any other condition that they could face. Now, the good news is the medical community debunked this theory and there are several uh, citations that sort of just said, hey, this guy's not real too well put together. This theory doesn't work. But we also have an example of a physician by the name of James Marion Sims who did, in fact, experiment on three slaves and the experiments that he did literally were to improve upon his ability to perform certain procedures and he literally performed surgery on one of them over 30 times 
he quotes that in his book. Um, and, you know, he thought he was doing good. You know, he thought that he was in a position of helping the society by uh, learning a craft. But the problem is he was treating his subjects as if they were a thing, an object, not as a human being. So we can move further on down the line to talk about a more recent, closer to a period of time, and that was the Tuskegee experiment. Now, what's interesting about the Tuskegee experiment is that I literally had the opportunity to sit with five physicians in the early 2000s who had never heard of the Tuskegee experiment. And I thought it was a joke. And, and you know, I was like, really? Now, it is interesting that within that group, there was one African-American and then myself. And I just, you know, I was really astounded that this wasn't common knowledge to that particular physician. And when I say physician, I'm talking about medical students, residents, and attendings. So for those who don't know, the attending is the highest, most seasoned, and the residents come up under the attendings, and you have to do a certain number of years of residency to become a physician, and then you have medical students. I called them all doctors, so by law they were not all doctors, just to be clear. Um, Henrietta Lacks, if you've never heard of her, it's a Baltimore woman who was seeking treatment for cancer. During her treatment was found that she had these remarkable cells, and they actually have named these HeLa cells, I think. And the there's a book and a movie on Henrietta Lacks because her cells were so unique that her cells were sold millions of times to laboratories to develop treatments, cures, and understanding certain processes. So she has not received all her well, she since passed, but her family. I believe most recently is going to be uh, compensated for that and that was years ago and let's talk about birth control um, it's in Alabama history there are two sisters the Ralph sisters who in 1973 they were both 12 and 14 years old they were sterilized now their family was receiving public assistance and as a result there was a program in Alabama at the time that if you were poor and you had uh, female children to sort of end that poverty and uh, limit the amount of health uh, 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 the amount of human service dollars that going that way we're gonna stop breeding these poor people and they literally perform these procedures on these uh, people now it should be noted that their parents were illiterate and claims against the government in court uh, stated that you know they they gave informed consent but later you know upon interviews and attorneys being involved the parents they didn't consent to their daughters being uh, uh, for lack of a better term sterilized you know I could go on about the past just to lay the foundation in terms of that there is noted history that there were um, or are was were <laughs> disparities in, in 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 medicine but modern day you say I mentioned the Serena Williams case but there are data that support the fact that middle-class educated African-American women have a higher risk pregnancies than their counterparts of equal or lesser uh, education and socioeconomic status by those measures and that is alarming folks that is really alarming we talk about mental health you know people of color tend to be a greater risk 
not to receive proper treatment and or more likely diagnosed with schizophrenia and prescribed very powerful drugs for that condition as opposed to their counterparts being uh, diagnosed with bipolar disorder or depression uh, and treated with other medications and or treatments and interestingly there's also this within the people of color this this belief that there is a stigma associated with mental health and there is but I bring that up because that's been cited as one of the barriers to people receiving uh, the services that they need now I would also add that mental health uh, has also uh, been criminalized with people of color receiving uh, disparate treatment from law enforcement. This is research data, folks. This is not stuff I'm making it up. So if anything that I say, and let me be clear, I'm just offering information to enlighten you to do your own research. Prove me wrong, and I'd love that someone try to do that and we could have a dialogue or a discussion. But the reality is, if you don't know, you don't know. And I can't walk around with information assuming that this is common information to all people. So I just feel like this Saturday I'm going to spend a little bit of my time sharing this. And if no one listens, that's fine. If someone listens and learns, that's fine. If someone proves me wrong, that's even better because then I'm educated. Okay. So um, let me move down to the fact that uh, doctors, nurses, clinicians, and I'm talking across the board, not specific to any specialty, need specialized training in, tr and in cultural competency, understanding that implicit bias is real, and be able to accept that you possibly may have a bias towards someone who doesn't look like you, didn't grow up like you, doesn't sound like you, doesn't move like you. Now, if you can begin to accept that, it's not unnatural, by the way, because dogs don't usually live with cats, cats don't usually live with dogs. Now, people are not animals, but when we talk about color and the uh, the advent and addition of race into the question, the construct that is defined as race separating people by color, skin color, and, and, and cultures. Yeah, people have been taught that if someone's not like you, they're different. People have been taught myths about others. You know, there's a common belief that black people or people of color can withstand pain and have thicker skin somehow the color of their skin makes it thicker and thereby more likely needing less pain medication coupled in with this bias that you know African Americans seek out pain medication to get high now I would also like to add with that piece some very unique feature uh, in current news that we are now making opioid cri the opioid crisis a health crisis as it should be as my granddaughter say as they as it should um, but also adding to that the fact that you know we had a really bad epidemic of crack cocaine right in our town and other towns around this country and that was criminalized now I struggle with the fact that maybe we were more ignorant as a society and we didn't know but then I thought about Opioids were not newly uh, added as a social problem. You know, you had a lot of guys come back from Vietnam and they were uh, exposed to heroin, which is an opioid, and they abused it heavily, leading to crime and other untoward 
uh, impacts on society by numbers that is uh, but somehow we weren't astute enough to see opium and opioids as a public health problem then I'm glad we see it that way now and I'd like to hope that it opens the door for substance abuse discussions to be more uh, uh, less stigmatized and more open um, we know and always have known that we've had a problem with alcohol in this country and I should also add that people of color um, have tended to uh, self-medicate uh, so rather than seeking treatment either because they're distrustful it's not there or it's not culturally sensitive you know go out and you know get your alcohol get your smoke get your snort on get your pill get whatever works for you um, and when we talk about coping substance abuse is this whole another discussion um, because it has been used to self-medicate for people that I know um, personally, professionally, and and it's a, it's a serious matter um, where people don't always get the mental health treatment that they need. And sometimes it's not a full-blown you need uh, antipsychotics. Sometimes it's just you need to talk to someone to help you deal with something that you're dealing with. And we could talk about trauma. I recently heard about a study. And I'm not specifically talking about uh, mental health. I, I don't want to go too far off on a tangent there. But I heard that there was a study that a, a, I believe it was a mammal. I want to say dogs, cats, mice. I forget. They were exposed to cherry blossoms. And when they were exposed to the cherry blossoms, there was a negative stimulus added to them, i.e. they were shocked, poked, prodded. Pain was inflicted upon them such that when they saw cherry blossoms they immediately experienced a heightened anxiety or a trauma related experience now what's interesting about that is that I believe it was six generations later that those same mice generations later that were not exposed to the negative stimulus experienced anxiety when they were exposed to cherry blossoms so I'm gonna deal with that in a whole uh, piece by itself one day if God willing and, and you all keep supporting me and showing me love um, but let me just say that the future on improving upon disparities will require more financial commitment from insurance companies government and others you know there needs to be the needs have to be addressed on the ground with refocusing on prevention, uh, uh, prevention of bias, scaled resource allocation, and definitely quality oversight of the services. Because a lot of money is out there. A lot of money is being paid. A lot of grants are being let for the removal of this problem. But what I need to just tell you is I'm tired of seeing where money, and, and I hate to see it, where money has been spent. Lots of it. In, in, in removing problems yet the problems still persist and there's limited quality oversight from my perspective I'm not criticizing anybody personally or professionally and my views are purely as a citizen on a Saturday uh, uh, seeking to to share my experience I just think we need to do better folks as a society and whatever I can do I'm willing and I encourage you that you know how can you help yourself and your family learn as much as you can about your health okay learn what causes problems in health 
for you generally rationally what 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 health uh, this uh, issues do your fam does your family face and if you know that right you should be able to really kind of take strategic approaches on ensuring that you and your children break this cycle is all I'm saying right you know if you, you guys have a problem with hypertension diabetes heart disease substance abuse smoking whatever it is look at those babies look at your children look at their kids and say hey is this okay for them are we gonna keep doing this or am I gonna be the one that decides to change the trajectory of my family my grandchildren their babies you know <clears throat> I encourage people teach babies to swim early you don't want to be seeing a baby drown because you never learned how to swim okay it's a simple thing you can do our wonderful city DC one thing I love about DC we have abundant resources for health mental health recreation we here in DC we should be the model for the country uh, with regard to many of the things that we do I do see shortcomings too but no one asked me my opinion on shortcomings related to 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 some of the systems that I see um, you know get involved with community-based groups that are focused on the health of your community go some of these free seminars that our, our, our fair city is adding regularly to help you learn about health healthy cooking healthy eating plenty of fitness classes out there I know it because I know some of the people that run them uh, cheap gymnasiums walking in parks you know do teach your kids the history in terms of how they and other peoples of color and even poor uh, people who are not people of color you know like teach the history of how we failed groups along the way because African Americans and other peoples of color are not the only ones who suffered negative impacts of these disparities I want to be clear alright but with that being said if we don't start teaching our kids that these are real moments in history that have occurred we've done better in some areas and we've taken two steps back in others right and and so teach that history prevent disease and illness move more drink water eat as well as you can teach your kids good habits so if you've got bad habits you know we all do try not to do them where your kids know that that's what you're doing so that they can see it because I can tell you you know God loved all of my relatives the ancestors have gone before me but they smoked they drank they cussed they fussed at the cookouts you know they they did their thing and we being young I remember buying candy cigarettes of all things candy cigarettes figure that out I, I just I can't but at any rate folks I just want you to know that uh, you can follow me on Spotify, Podbeam, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Audible, iHeartRadio, Samsung, Podchaser, and YouTube. And this has been Lowe's Logic. Keep your hearts, your spirits, and your minds intact. And please know that I love you. Please.